You are listening to episode number two of the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. Hey, teacher friend, this episode and the next are all about doing a mid-year reset in your classroom. If you've ever wished you could hit the factory reset button, so to speak, on your classes in the middle of the year, then you are in the right place. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through the first two areas you can reset today in your classroom that can make all of the difference for how the rest of the year goes for you and your students. So let's get to it. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I'm passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You're in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. I am so excited to talk to you today about a practice that was life-changing for me in the classroom that I started doing a few years in, and that is the mid-year reset. So my first few years teaching, I was in a school that was on semester block. So you had four classes for 90 minutes every day, but only for half of the year. And then come January, we had this built-in reset where you got all new students and all new preps and you started again and did the whole first semester all over again. And it was great. But then I moved to a new school that was on a traditional schedule where we had classes every day for 50 minutes all year. And I didn't realize how long the year would feel when you're seeing the same students every day all year. It was a huge transition. And I realized that I had to do some things differently halfway through the year in order to make it to the end of the year. And that's when I started doing this mid-year reset. So maybe you too are feeling the need to hit the reset button. It could be because if you're honest, maybe you've allowed some bad habits to kind of get set in your classroom. I know for me, there'd be things at the beginning of the year that just didn't bother me very much. And then a couple months in were driving me crazy. It's kind of like in college when you had a roommate and when you first met them and moved in with them, you're like, this is going to be great. Oh, that thing that they do is so funny. And then three months in, you're like, that thing that they do drives me absolutely insane. Or maybe you feel like you need a reset button because you have a class that just feels like it's gotten impossible to manage. And you just feel like it's a little bit out of control. It's one that you dread every day. Or maybe you need a reset because you're running at a pace that you know you cannot sustain for the rest of the school year. Like it's January and you're already exhausted and you're like, is it too soon to put the countdown to summer on my whiteboard? Yes or no? Someone give me permission to do that. So if you are feeling any of those things, first, let me tell you, you are not alone. I have felt all of those things and multiple times. And so I am so glad you're here. And no matter why it is that you feel like you need to hit the reset button in your classroom, let me just say that I am personally not the most naturally optimistic person. My husband likes to joke that I can go doomsday on him. And I just tell him I'm not a doomsdayer. I'm just very much a realist. So I know what it feels like to be in a place where you're thinking, 
this class or this group of students or this school year is just too far gone to recover. And I want to tell you from one not so optimistic person to potentially another that I've learned from my own firsthand experience that it is never, ever too late to hit the reset button. There's no student, there's no class, there's no school year that is too far gone. If you are committed to starting anew, you can do it. And I actually think that a mid-year reset around December, January, whenever you kind of have that like semester transition at your school is actually the perfect time to do this, to kind of audit and reflect on your year so far, refresh some of the things you're doing with your students and kind of correct things that may have gone awry or gone off course. There's no reason just to give up on the year at this point. We can redeem it. And I'm going to give you strategies to do exactly that. Now, if you found the pod, this podcast episode later down the road and say you're listening in March, or maybe you're listening in the new school year and it's like October and you're already overwhelmed, I want to say to you, Fear not, my friend, you can still use these strategies at any time of year. It doesn't have to be at like a natural transition point, like after a mid-year break or after spring break or anything like that. Just no matter when you decide to do it, you just need to be dedicated to making the decision and following through. And you can truly experience that mid-year reset that I know all of you can. So we're going to talk two ways in this episode and then two ways in the next episode so we can break it into chunks. So first, we're going to reset your procedures. So your procedures are how you run your class. There are any rules, routines, or rhythms that you've put into place in your classroom, whether that's intentionally, like you have sat down and taught your students these things, or unintentionally. Those are the ones that kind of sneak in that you didn't realize that you had created this habit, but now it's here and you don't like how it's going. And procedures are essential to classroom management because here's the deal. Classroom management happens at two levels, the individual one-on-one student level and then the whole classroom level. Now, I really believe that those individual behavioral issues, those are best fixed on a relational level, having a relationship with that student and working with them one-on-one. But I believe that the whole class behavioral issues can be prevented if you have well-established, well-communicated, and well-reinforced procedures. Because procedures allow you to be proactive to situations rather than reactive. So when an issue comes around, you have already put into place a system or a practice or a rule or rhythm that then you can follow through on, and it removes the emotion from dealing with a classroom issue Because you're not having to react, you're just implementing and reinforcing a procedure that's already been taught. Okay, so procedures are essential. So what does resetting your procedures practically look like? First, you need to audit the ones you already have. So I don't know if you drink coffee or LaCroix or Diet Coke or whatever your little chosen beverage is, but grab that beverage, sit down, and reflect on your existing procedures. I want you to ask yourself, What rules did I explicitly teach my students this year? What routines have I set into place with my students? And then also ask, what habits have I reinforced with my students, whether it's been conscious or not? And this may take you a little time to really think through. Think through some of your best days with your students and then also some of your hardest days and kind of what are some of those things that happened. Okay, I also want you to ask yourself, When do I get the most frustrated during my class period? 
Like, is there a certain time in the period, whether that's within the first few minutes or when we're in the middle of transitions or when we're establishing lab groups or collecting supplies that I'm getting the most exasperated with my students? When are those moments and write those down. And then also ask yourself, are there certain situations that I find anytime that I'm in them, I'm more impatient, I get frustrated, I get angry. Like what are the situations that make me feel those negative feelings? And then lastly, ask yourself, are there questions that my students are always asking me and it makes me want to like rip my eyeballs out because I'm so sick of answering the same question over and over? Okay, you know what I'm talking about. So any of those, I want you to write down all of your answers to those things. Now, next to each of those things, I want you to write a new classroom procedure. Again, that's a rule, a rhythm, a routine that you can teach your students to remedy this issue. Okay, so let me give you an example. Are students annoying you to death with their requests to go to the bathroom? I know for me, I would feel like we were in the middle of this like engaging, thought-provoking lecture where they're asking me these questions and we're just like, we're vibing and I'm like, they are so tuned in. This is so great. And then this one student raises their hand and their question is, can I go to the bathroom? That would drive me crazy. So if there's something like that, then I would need to write a new bathroom policy that I was going to enforce. Like we're not going to the bathroom during lecture, period. You can go to the bathroom during transitions or whatever it is. There's no right or wrong bathroom policy. If there was, I would teach it to you. But you have to figure out what is going to be best for you. Okay, another example. Do you feel like the first five minutes of class are mass chaos every day? Like you dread the transition from one class to the next because it's just a lot and they're all around your demo table and you're just trying to, and everyone's asking you where they need to turn something in or where they need to do this. If that part of your day feels like chaos, then create a routine. Say, this is exactly how we're going to do the first five minutes every single class period. Now, if you don't even know where to begin, procedures I think that every teacher needs to teach. And again, this is obviously easier if you do this at the beginning of the year, but you can still do it at any time as long as you put in the energy and effort to teach your students these and then reinforce them. But I think you need a procedure for how you handle late work. I think you need a procedure for how you handle the bathroom when they ask, making up labs, tests, and quizzes, what you do in those first five minutes of class, what your thoughts, feelings, convictions are about phones, and then also just lab days in general. I think lab days can be very stressful and you need to have procedures surrounding every aspect of your lab days. So those would be the places I would start if you don't even know where to begin when it comes to coming up with procedures. And I know this may seem like a lot to write it down, but I think it really helps to have that visual of the list of like, these are all the areas where I'm struggling or my students are struggling or we're getting into conflict. And then next to them, start writing out procedures that can address those things. Because again, then it removes the drama from the situation. When a student is asking about making up a lab, you don't have to sigh and get frustrated because they've interrupted this thing you're doing and you're just trying to move on the next thing and they're trying to get caught up and it just removes the drama because you have a procedure in place that you can point to and maybe that's you have to come at lunch and talk to me about this or whatever it may be. Again, there's no one perfect way to do all these things. The perfect way to do it is just to decide on a way you're going to always do it. So take the time with your procedures and your reset of them to clearly define them for yourself and then communicate those to your students. 
make sure that they understand them and consistently reinforce them from there until they kind of become second nature. So especially if you're doing this mid-year, you're going to have to reteach them a lot because it's going to take a while to kind of reset those old habits. But eventually you're not going to have to bring them up again because your students will just understand how things go. And I love it too when it gets to the point where other students start teaching students. Like a student will ask a question and someone else will answer it because they know the answer to the bathroom question or whatever it may be. So make sure you take the time to do that and just tell them, be honest, say, hey, I know we've been doing it this way since August, but we can't keep doing it this way. Like I want to hit the reset button. So here's the new way we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Okay. Now, once you feel good about resetting your procedures, now I want to reset your physical space, whatever you would define as your classroom. So I know some of you have a full classroom just to yourself. Some of you are floaters. You have a cart. What I'm referring to is whatever space you would even loosely define as yours in your school building, whether that's a desk you have in the corner of someone else's classroom, a cart you're pushing around between classes or in a full lab, whatever that may be. And what I've found in my experience is that most of us do a really good job with like spring cleaning before the end of the school year, because if your school's like mine, you have a checklist you have to get through and you have to get signed off on in order for them to let you leave for the summer. So you're motivated to get it done. But things can happen and it kind of mid-year, we really need to hit the reset button again. And then I also know no matter how good you are at cleaning and organizing, especially that spring clean, we all have those areas in our classrooms that we have ignored. And you know what I'm talking about? That scary corner cabinet or that filing cabinet that's been locked and it's just been sitting there taking up space for the last however many years. Or that drawer that's stuck because it's so full of jars with unidentified preserved specimens. You're like, I can't even enter into that. Well, we're going to enter into it, teacher friend, and I'm here with you. We are going to hit the reset button on every area of your classroom space. Now, I know this can feel incredibly overwhelming, but I've got you because you're in luck. Organization is my love language. I binge watched the home edit when it came out during the pandemic. It is like my favorite show of all time. And I also know exactly what it's like to inherit a classroom from a retiring teacher who has left you files from 1982 and dozens of multi-decade old textbooks and also just filing cabinets full of projector sheets. And you don't even have a projector anymore. So what I want you to do is right now, I want you to head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge, which is also linked in the show notes. And I have a free classroom reset challenge for you. So what this is, is it's just a PDF and I've taken your classroom space and I've divided it into five areas and each area gets its own checklist for you to walk through one area a day in your classroom space and reset it and get it organized. Now, again, I recommend doing this over the course of a week. So you're just doing one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, et cetera. But if you want, like if you have a teacher work day coming up and you just want to binge this on that day, that is great too. But go and make sure you grab that challenge because it's going to help you so much with resetting your classroom. And I recommend in order to sustain whatever progress you make and ensure that you don't become that retired teacher one day with things that are decades old still stored in your classroom, I really recommend doing this twice a year. So I like to do this at the end of the year 
before you're leaving for the summer. And then I also like to do this around December or January in the transition between semesters. And I found it kind of happens naturally. It's great to do alongside when you're monitoring standardized tests and you're stuck in your classroom, but you're not allowed to be on your computer. You just have to be there and just stare at them. It's kind of great because you can be moving around your classroom and kind of like pulling some things out while also looking around. So I highly recommend it for that time if you're able. All right, that is where I want you to start. So first you're gonna reset your procedures and then I want you to tackle your classroom space. And if I can encourage you, find a friend at your school or even a teacher friend online or in another district to hold you accountable and do these reflections and then the challenge alongside you. It really makes all the difference to have someone to see you through to the end of this. And then when you're ready, check out episode number three, where I will share part two of my mid-year reset strategy and two additional areas you can hit the reset button on. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed the show, be sure to follow so you never miss an episode and leave a review. And most of all, tell all your science teacher friends so they can listen along too. And as I mentioned in episode one, I'm currently doing one week of exclusive deals just for my email list called Cheer for the New Year. So if you grab the classroom reset challenge that I referenced in today's episode, you'll be added to my list and you're going to get to hear all of these deals that are happening at It's Not Rocket Science this first week of January. So make sure you go to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge and join in the fun. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friends.